0: Hello, and welcome to the Hidden Worlds podcast. Um, Tonight we are interviewing Emily Gabbert, co-organizer of the Kansas City Witches Meetup and editor-in-chief of the Center Spiral magazine. Uh, She's an organizer, a writer, an editor, a baker, and uh, an all-around good person. Full disclosure, I have just fed her dinner and uh, bourbon, and so she may be uh, more disclosed to light disposed to like me than reasonable uh she is also the first interviewee in my uh brand new podcast empire uh emily welcome and thank you for volunteering to be the first sacrificial victim
1: you're welcome (laughs) uh i'm still nervous but that's okay
0: uh that makes two of us (laughs) Uh, So, you are best known in the community probably for your work with the Kansas City Witches Meetup. Uh, How and why did you get involved?
1: Um, I got involved, it was maybe six years ago, I actually started doing things in the community. First thing I ever went to was an in-bulk public ritual. and. From there, it was a little while while before I came back to do something else because of the job I had at the time. I didn't have a regular schedule. I worked a lot of evenings. Downside of restaurants. Um, However, I did eventually, through that public ritual, I think, or or other similar events, I've learned about Witches Meetup, and I started going to things and... Just kind of, at some point, somehow, I ended up being an organizer, which has happened with other things in the past. I just start going, and somehow, I end up running it. Not or how. (laughs) Uh,
0: Is that what happened with uh, the Center Spiral magazine?
1: That was a little bit different. Um, That one, uh, Lori had come to me in... We had we're having coffee and talking in December of 2016 um, and she was wanting to do a, um, a newsletter for witches meetup and for the community in general and at the time I was doing putting a lot of work into doing a calendar every month um, and it's kind of hard to keep up because some not all events would come out before I did the calendar and I didn't really have a good way to link things so but um since I was doing that she wanted me to work on a newsletter so I kind of and eventually in my head it grew into a magazine so I kind of made it bigger than it was (laughs) but um by the summer of 2017 I had something ready to publish so it kind of that started um, as an idea of someone else gave me that I, I kind of started on my own instead of just you know, walking into something and ending up running it.
0: <laughs> right on. Uh, so what what are what are your ambitions with the uh, with the Center Spiral magazine? That I've seen something of the amount of work you put into it. One doesn't do that for nothing. <laughs>
1: well um i would really like to get a a lot of i do want to grow to a degree um i'm a little concerned with growing nationwide just because i like the 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 local aspect that we have um if there's a way we could have different issues for different localities that would be a cool thing i'd don't know if I ever see it getting actually that big um that's kind of a random pipe train down the way kind of thing but um I mostly I want to be able to share information about the community um share information about paganism and witchcraft and I have a variety of people write for me share people's artwork and writing um and highlight and bring together different parts of our community. Um, And so, uh, part of me would like to do print. Um, I don't know if that would ever be, if that is really as feasible as I would want to think it is, uh, because that might be a little too cost prohibitive.
0: Print on the band makes many things possible, but it doesn't make them cheap.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, digital m- makes a lot more sense, and, and it's probably easier to keep it free for people to, you know, come and find the information that they want. Um, I want it to be kind of a a go-to place to share information within the Kansas City Pagan community, um, and some maybe extended areas like up to Lawrence or something, something like that too, um, and just be able to have enough. I would like to be able to have enough consistent, regular stuff and enough submissions that I have extra at the end of an issue. <laughs> that that's a small goal of mine. I have enough submissions that I have something I could use, um, and be able to plan ahead enough to know what's coming a, a little, a further, much further out than I do now, and kind of. Be able to push things forward and grow it in an enough an organized way that at some point someone else can take over and keep it going when I can't anymore.
0: It's a it's a really admirable goal, and uh, I uh, super respect that. I think you used the word community about thirty times in the last two minutes. <laughs> Probably. So uh, talk to me about community. What 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 does community mean to you? What do you for and from the Kansas City witchcraft community,
1: um, to me, it is people with similar interests who come together, and we. I would like us to be able to teach each other things. I would like us to be able to work together on, um, on various kinds of projects, whether it's a public ritual, whether it's uh, some sort of class. Be able to promote each other's work. Because we all have, especially within paganism, we all have such widely varying beliefs and paths and ideas about how things work. And being able to work together, to, even with that variation, and being able to learn from each other and share what, what we do without knocking each other down is a big, I think is one of those things that the paganism in general can aspire to. Um, I like to be able to build the kind of community that can, if someone has a disaster or something that needs help, that we can come together and be like, hey, this is what we can do to help you. We can call out to the community and say, hey, this person needs help, and um, here's what, what someone can offer this small thing, and someone else can offer a different small thing. So this person, someone in the community needs, um, needs a hand with something. They can get a little bit of help from everyone, and kind of like people have done with church communities. Mm. Um, but because you know, church communities, like everyone, someone dies. Every they get like five casseroles. <laughs> does not have to be exactly that, but something along those lines where we can help each other out um, when we need it. Because a lot of us, um, maybe less of a thing than it used to be, but sometimes people lose their support system when they make a drastic religious change or something or, or a different other kind of change that that, and being able to help be some of that support system. We can't support everyone, you know, fully, but being being like, hey you're not alone is a big way to help people too.
0: in, uh, in anarchist and libertarian circles, what you're describing is called mutual aid. Uh, it, uh, in, in, uh, <laughs> hipster millennial circles, it's called crowdfunding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, none of those three groups like to admit that the other two do it as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, those are some really solid ideas. Um, I, I admire and respect that. So, uh, what I'm most interested in for this podcast is um, the the experience of the thing, not just the not just the theory and and the praxis, but like the very intimate personal experience of it. Um, I know from our conversations uh, before now that uh, that what you practice is many things but it is unequivocally witchcraft talk to me about witchcraft
1: um i definitely feel it is a practice not a religion um there is a difference um i do work with deity in mine um i i kind of one of those that will pull from whatever works And do some if I'm if there's something I want to do there's sometimes I will be able to uh, grab whatever I've got and throw down something if I need to doesn't happen that often (laughs) I I don't have a lot of need for that Um, but um, I also like to be able to do my research and um, if I have every once in a while I will have a something that. I want to write a spell for Um, and sometimes I'll get people to help me sometimes I'll write it for myself it kind of depends on what the goal is Um, but I'll do research and I'll pull together uh, I mean from whatever I find different you know the herbs stones and candles and all that kind of stuff of course but um, I think it's about it's about Not, but it's about there's the spell work side of it which is kind of the big obvious thing of witchcraft there's the everyday magic side of of it too um because there's you can put magic into food that's a thing I like to do a lot too um it's you can just noticing a beautiful sunrise early in the morning Um, which was quite pretty today actually by the way (laughs) Um,
0: what is this morning you speak?
1: <laughs> it's called I Have to Work at 6 a.m. <laughs> uh, that, that's usually what I see morning. <laughs> it's noticing the small things or picking up on, the, on little symbols. So if you're out and about and have, thinking of something and some, sometimes you get a sign. Sometimes... You don't notice the signs, and they kind of try to whack you over the head with it. Um, it kind of goes both ways. Uh, I think it's about you know, feeling feeling the sacred in the small things, and you be finding ways to use. And then when you need to use that energy to make something happen, finding ways to do it in a way that works and makes sense to you. That,
0: okay. Uh, and what does that, what does that feel like to you? You've spoken a lot about like what it looks like. You've gotten a few a few really good sensory details. The 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 sunrise and and you've hinted at synchronicities, finding symbols that mean something personally to you. Um, but but what does it feel like?
1: Hmm. (laughs) That's the hard questions.
0: The question I don't see anyone else talking about and it fascinates me.
1: That's fair. I mean <laughs> it's a good question.
0: just um, maybe talk about uh, what what it how does how does the the spell work feel different from the everyday?
1: The spell work is much more intentional. Um, there is sometimes there are different emotions going into it depending on what it's for um of course but it's it's really the the f- working on the focusing on it on the goal and really pushing forward it's it's much more um I don't know like uh, tunnel vision isn't the right word either much more focused uh the everyday is much more of a, a just a small moment that kind of a small moment of of joy or um just uh, stopping a moment to breathe and notice something beautiful or hear an owl and like kind of talking back to it. (laughs)
0: Right on. Right on. Um, What is the strangest most out of this world thing that you have ever experienced? Oh boy
1: uh sober or not <laughs> uh
0: that's immaterial okay uh, just don't admit to any crimes on your report okay yep.
1: gotcha um i would say are those in general it's the uh direct experience with deity that has been the straight, the most profound i suppose mm-hmm. um I would say that's probably the strangest that I could define because I've I've had a a couple interactions that have been like where I've either seen or felt them directly.
0: Are, are you comfortable telling one of those stories in detail?
1: Yeah, I could probably I could probably tell a couple of them. I think um, an early one from. I was just out of college at the time I was kind of getting to a point where I was practicing less that was which was more about you know how my life was structured at the time um, and the group I was with was kind of drifting apart a little bit too um, I was you know going to bed kind of in that little that space between asleep and awake and I actually saw um, someone at the foot of my bed in like an owl cape. And it was Budaveth, who I worked with at the time. I I think I tried to draw it. I don't think I captured it quite the way I saw it, but it looked like an owl, but a person at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a very interesting kind of thing, and then he ended up falling asleep. Um, A more recent one was at a Tibetan fire puja, out back of Aquarius maybe four or five years ago um and you know it's dusk they're doing the throat singing which is absolutely amazing to hear I was really excited I got to go and actually hear that um they have the um whatever they're burning and they have the smoke going everywhere and uh so and you're kind of it's really easy to kind of phase out a little bit as you're sitting there listening to them with the throw singing and the dusk and the smoke and all this in-between stuff anyway. And I was kind of at a little bit of a phasing out. And all of a sudden I go, Odin, get out of that fire. That fire's not for you. <laughs> and then I kind of just, like, came to a little bit and I felt him standing over on the side of the crowd looking very much like Gandalf. Um, and that that was how I met
0: Odin. <laughs> um um. A, seems like an odd place to meet noted uh, <laughs> that's what <regardless> i thought <laughs> what <they> uh,
1: <laughs> it's very strange
0: um all right well thank you thank you so much for sharing Are there anything coming up in the near future that you'd like to take a minute to promote while you uh have the mic
1: sure um we have Of course, I'll always promote Kansas City Witches Meetup events. Um, We do have our various uh, coffee covens throughout the month in different places all over the city. Um, Do look for our Facebook page um, for for further information on those events. The most accurate information is on the Facebook page. Um, Our main event, that information will be on the Facebook page, too. That is every fourth Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Aquarius in their upstairs room. Our topic for August is um, the Pachacuti Mesa tradition. We have people presenting on that who will be, and I believe they are starting a um, an apprenticeship soon as well. So they're going to tell us about talk to us about what. The Pachucuti Mesa tradition is, and probably promote their apprenticeship. Um, That's that's kind of the point too. Um, I'm very excited about that. I um, and we right now we're working on our fall equinox issue of the Center Spiral. Um, The theme is ancestors and spirits. We are always looking for. artwork, pictures, um, articles. If you have an article you want to send in, um, our deadline is September 6th, I believe it is. Um, sometime around there anyway.
0: It's,
1: it's a little bit, it's a little bit iffy. If you send it on the 8th, I'm still going to take it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Never tell people
1: that. (laughs) That's true. Um, but, uh, ancestors and Spirits, I'm hoping to get a lot of good information from this. Um, it, we will publish sometime around the fall equinox, and it basically, with the center spiral, um, we'll publish every equinox and solstice. And what we'll co- try to cover with that is the three months after that equinox or solstice. So the next issue, Ancestors and Spirits, will cover from fall equinox to winter solstice. So Samhain and Yule and that kind of time period, um, which is, tends to be a lot of witchy people's favorite time of year. Mine included. (laughs)
0: Uh, I must admit that I am also a Samhain and Beltane pagan. So, uh, but all my friends know that I am a cartoon. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, I will include links to all of those things in the show notes. Um, I, of course, can be found on Facebook and Twitter and uh, the interwebs as well. Uh, you found this, so you've already found me. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, any final words, Emily?
1: Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, and we will catch you next time for the September episode.